welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Uh, hello. And we're back after missing a week. Mm-hmm. You were sick. I'm still a little under the weather, to be yeah, honest. Still a little sick. Mm-hmm. Well, you're making me sick. Uh-huh. If you make me sick, we're fighting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't care if I lose the fight or not. <clears throat> we're fighting. Yeah, so if I cough a couple times during this thing, it's uh, only because I have a lingering cold. And I did record a show last week. Mm-hmm. Came out terrible. Well, without me, uh, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's to be expected. Everyone. Figures. Yeah. Uh, so I made the option of just booting the show altogether. I mean, Better to put out, yeah. not put a show out, than put out something boo-boo. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree with that. I, I, I understand that you cannot function without me. So. It's hard, man. It's I know, hard. I know. It's hard. I mean, some of the shows I've done by myself are su- a success. Some of them are. And some of them people are like, hey, where's Matt? This show is terrible. It happens a lot, too. That, that happened one time. So we're back. <clears throat> so to my one, friend, my one uh, fan out there, thank you. I think, I think in two and a half years, we've only missed, I think it's the only second time we never put out a show for a week. Yeah, and I think probably the other one was like uh, vacation related or something like that. I believe so. Yeah. So not too bad. Not, not too bad. Yeah, yeah not too you bad. Know, the guys that have other things going on in life, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of things. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, not nothing special, but <clears throat> hey, hey. I was just sick this time. And you, <laughs> I don't need and, to know basis. And you can't function without me. So. so we're back after the long holiday weekend. You have a good holiday weekend. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Still fighting through that cold, but I I managed to go camping. That's always fun. So yeah, um, camping's always. Spectacular day. I went to some jerk's pool party. Yeah. Well, I had a pool party. Hey, that was you. Oh, it was fabulous. <laughs> walking around with my shirt off uh, all day. Yeah. And my nipples get a good tan. <laughs> That's important, man. It's very important in yeah. my life. Yeah. It was a good weekend. Yeah. Friday night, went to the Tribe game. Mm-hmm. Saw some fireworks. Watched the Cavs game. Absolutely. Saturday, saw X Men Apocalypse. Oh, how was that? Pretty good. Oh, only pretty good. Huh? Well, X Men movies are usually, to me, like not that great. Oh, this really? Is the, oh, okay. I like them because it's always my favorite comic book. Yeah. But like for the movie wise, like they were just all they they were always just okay. I'm kind of comic booked movie out. You told me that, but I could always watch an X Men movie. So I'll and this probably, was pretty I'll, good. I'll probably like it. This was yeah. probably one of the best ones. I will say that. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, uh, we had a, we had a keg and had a pool party. Yeah, first pool party the of my life at your house. Yes, the kids loved it. I know my kid did. He yeah. was very happy. He was. So can't wait to have more pool parties. Yeah, it'll be fun. But enough about pool parties. They're right. Let's talk dynasty fantasy football. That's what we're here for, man. Bring down our first contestant. Is it just me? No, it's just you. Okay. You're a winner. All right. Um, so speaking of winners, last week I did mention the end of the deleted podcast who were the final MFL ten winners. Okay. They never heard it. Of course they didn't, because you deleted it. The poor bastards uh-huh. never even got a chance. <laughs> they never even knew. So Let's get through this. So one of the people, uh, Sam Griggs, X, S. Griggs, number nine, uh, he actually picked, he also picked the number three draft pick of Joey Bosa, the Chargers. And okay. We missed it. Oh, all right. He let me know. Okay. He said, hey, buddy. Hey. You had a contest, and I won, and you did not acknowledge me. Well, there you go. I looked him right in the Twitter eyes. I said, prove it. And he said, here, there he is a snap of my, of my Twitter timeline. It didn't go down like that, but he's a winner, too. So, All Sam right. Griggs, you won an MFL 10. All right, man. Congratulations. The next winner, he tweeted us in a picture of himself in a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Nice. Craig Rustin. All right, Craig. At Craig P. Rustin. All right, Craig. Congratulations. You won an MFL 10. And then 
obviously the joke winner. The joke winner. That was down. Now I'm always a sucker for uh for Chuck Norris jokes. Oh, okay. I mean, who isn't? I, really, who yeah. is not? <laughs> you had me at Chuck Norris. So uh, at Conroe Brian, Brian and Conroe, he wrote, did you hear about the bet Chuck Norris had with Superman? The loser had to wear his underwear on the outside of his pants. <laughs> nice. It was the last joke submitted. I giggled. All right. It was funny. Yeah, absolutely. He's the winner. It's already done, people. It's already done. I haven't seen Rich cry since he read that thing. So. Yeah, I've been pretty, Obviously, you cheered him up. Pretty jolly since then. Uh-huh. People are going to start calling me St. Nick. <laughs> so, and then we have two other winners. All right. Two special winners. Right. Little people close to our heart here. Close to our hearts. Uh, both people are people that we decided, you know, we have a donate page mm-hmm. on the site. Right. And we decided there's two people on there. Well, okay. Now, I feel bad because this isn't just, we kind of did like a random drawn on this as well because there's people that donate every mm-hmm, month mm-hmm. and we couldn't be picky. Right. So we did a drawn of those two. Oh, right. Of two more guys, of the, two more people out of that. Right. Out of the donate, out of the donate section. And the first winner is Greg Wharton. I don't think he knows yet, but now he knows if he's listening. Congratulations. Congratulations. You get an NFL 10 and uh, Colleen Cassidy. Colleen. So thanks for the support, guys. And uh, I hope, you know, this is our way of saying thank you back to the people that do that. So Yeah, and I know I was talking, uh, obviously it's Matt and I that own the website. And uh, we have a behind-the-scenes guy, Josh, as well. And we were always talking about, like, you know what? People that donate to site, we got to figure out, like, how to give back. Right. How to say thank you, basically. I mean, obviously we need the money for the website to support the website. Right. Uh, but we, we we'll find a way to get back. And then here's one Something of those like this, ways. Yeah, yep, here's free. One of those ways. Here's ten bucks. Right, exactly. Good for you. Chance, so. chance to win more. Yeah. Support the site. Mm-hmm. It always comes back. Karma, man, comes back around. Hopefully, some of the knowledge that we give you will uh, help you pick a good team that wins. That's what isn't that what we're doing this for? Exactly. Isn't why people listen to us? I think so. I think that's why they like us because we we drop some good ass knowledge. <laughs> Sorry. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing how we just throw names on the wall and they stick and they end up being really good. Hey, man. Either really smart or just really lucky. I'll take it any way I can get it. Unless you're, unless you come to me uh, last year looking for uh, CJ Spiller advice. Ooh. Whoopsie. Oh. You know, everyone misses now and then. Hey, yeah. We'll, we'll not, we're not be afraid that we're wrong. So today we're going to talk tight ends. Okay. But before that, I want to get, I want to drop something on you too. So we just started um, a Dynasty Nerd staff league. Where Tim Torch started, he's like, hey, let's get a league together of just people that write for the site. And this is like a full-on dynasty startup draft. Yeah. Okay. It's one QB, two receivers, one running back, three flex spots, and a tight end. Oh, wow. Three flex spots, huh? PPR. 25-man rosters. So he's like, hey, let's get a league to go. And, you know, and I'm like, man, I'm leagued out. You right. know, like I could cut right. back leagues. But listen, this is a dynasty nerds league. I own dynasty nerds. Right. I'm the head honcho at Dynasty Nerds. What would be a league without me? I mean, it would still be a league, but yeah, I get what your point is. I mean, <laughs> come on. This is why you're in so many leagues. Because you think like this. But okay, I, I appreciate it. Go ahead. I need to win this league. I, I know. Mean, I, know. <laughs> I mean, it's the Dynasty Nerds league. I, I, I think I, the guy who owns Dynasty Nerds should be, you know, win the league. I completely understand, man. I mean, if you were in it, nobody would have that high of expectations. But me, people <laughs> expect the best. Right. They wouldn't have high expectations because they would know that I was taking on the trophy. But go ahead. Okay. So let me give you my roster through, we're only through five rounds so far. Five rounds. Okay. Andrew Luck. I'll give it to you in order I drafted. How about that? Okay. I took DeAndre Hopkins. Nice. I traded up to get DeAndre Hopkins at number three. Even though you asked me for my advice and I told you someone else. But yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I just want to see what you would say. I know. I'm I know. asking, I, I, I dynasty and Mike, I've given him second opinion every pick as well. Okay. 
I still make my own decision. I just want to be, you know, everybody's just saying when people tweet at you, they're looking for somebody to like back up who they want to take. Right, right. Because if they're like, hey, should I take Antonio Brown or DeAndre Hopkins? And you're like, oh, take Antonio Brown. And you take DeAndre Hopkins anyway. You're like, oh, forget you. But if you say DeAndre Hopkins here, you're like, yeah, <laughs> I knew I was right. <laughs> if you say Brown, I'm like, no. So I took DeAndre Hopkins. All right. You know, thinking about it, I think it was a 50-point differential on them throughout the whole year. So that's averaging, like, what, three more points a game? Sure. Minimum. Like that. Yeah. And that's right. what DeAndre Hopkins is doing nothing with, been doing big things with nothing his whole career. Okay. Now actually putting weapons around him, got a good running game, and hopefully a better QB. Well, I mean, At hopefully. least a stronger arm QB. Sure. I mean, Brian Hoyer's throws a noodle. I agree. Yes, we've seen Brian Hoyer's. So and we we've been big DeAndre Hopkins Hopkins fans forever. You know, some of the best. I think him, OBJ, and Larry Fitzgerald to me are hands down the best hands in the NFL. Yes, they catch everything. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is he's twenty three and Brown's twenty seven. So I'll take the four years. Now I was really shocked that Antonio Brown didn't go to pick seven in this wow. league. Yeah, that's late, man. So I'll give you I'll give you a rundown on the first round because I'm sure people want to know. This sure, is like important sure, stuff. Like, sure. what are these guys who write about fantasy football and they get some cash to do it? What would they think? Well, you know, some of them make funny decisions. All right. All right. Let's hear these funny decisions. Odell Beckham. Okay. Tyler Gunther took him. And then at two, Tyler Gunther gave up the farm to get picked two as okay. well. All right. I mean, he gave up a lot. Too much in my eyes. But hey, when you get Julio Jones, is what you got to do. So he took Odell Beckham first and Julio Jones second. Okay. Those are legit. Then I made a move up for DeAndre Hopkins. Gave up a little bit less, you know. Okay. I moved up from pick number, I believe it was eight. I moved up from. Okay. So I took DeAndre Hopkins. Then I went Allen Robinson. Still reasonable. I'm okay. If you took it, if you took Allen Robinson over Antonio Brown, I'm not throwing a hissy fit. Okay. I'm okay with it. I'd still take Antonio Brown. I would take Antonio me. Brown over him, but that's okay. Next, now here's the pick that really got me. And sorry, John, I know you're listening. Mike Evans. Okay. Over Antonio Brown. That's a bit too high for him, in my opinion. But yeah. obviously he's going youth there. And you're going with, yes. And Mike Evans is bad. He had a big, I'd be concerned with all the drops with Mike Evans and the touchdown droppage that, you know, he went from 15 to like three uh, touchdowns. So that would concern me a little bit. And his drop ratio wasn't too great last year. But still, up and coming. Still big Mike Evans fans, but still right, right. Antonio Brown. He's obviously going youth there. Yeah, it's not. He, he's going youth. I think he tweeted out, like, he's like, I took Evans over Antonio Brown, and I'm already regretting it. I went I, right back, like, I'd be regretting it too. I would be regretting that as well. But, but hey, to each of their own, Yes. beauty is an eye of the beholder. Okay? Yes. And beauty is very subjective. <laughs> as, yes, it is. As is most of what we do. Next pick was Amari Cooper. Okay. Again. I'm not. If you took Amari Cooper over Antonio Brown, I'm not crying about it. Another guy that's going youth, but I'd still do it. Oh, what I've learned here is our staff loves youth. Yeah, loves it. Okay, not a problem. And not then Antonio problem. Brown went to Kyle at, uh, at Dynasty APD Kyle. Yeah, which was stealing yeah, it. That's that's definitely a steal. Then it went Des Bryant. Okay. Then it went Zeke Elliott. Wow, love it. Wow, love it. Wow. Then at eleven it went Keenan Allen. So he, Zeke was the first running back to Off the board. Oh, okay. Which, again, I know people say it's crazy. I'm all about Zeke being the number one dynasty running back. All about it. PPR leagues, all about it. Then I went Keenan Allen. Again, big, I'm a big Keenan Allen fan. Young, mm-hmm. good QB, good offense, target machine. I mm-hmm. like it. Right. I probably would have still, I mean, I would, at eight, 
honestly, if I was to stay to eight, I was targeting like AJ Green. Me personally. I would go AJ Green over over those guys. Now, yeah. AJ Green, to me, I feel like AJ Green, somebody should go out and try and buy because I just feel like when I see people ranking him and everywhere he is, like people are just down on him. When the guy scores like ten touchdowns annually, he's not old. He's gonna have a rookie lining up across from him this year, most likely, and a tight end that we'll get into here in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, his targets are going to be yeah. astronomical. I think A.J. Green's going to finish as a top three fantasy player this year. I think he's poised for a really big year. Yeah, so, again, Corey gets him at 12. Corey picked the 12th spot. Like, he had one of the first picks. He actually picked. So, he could have, like, the third pick if he wanted to, right. but he took the 12th spot. So, he got back-to-backers. He came back with Le- Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So, That's a solid pick. Very solid pick, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, he's thinking PPR League as well mm-hmm. instead of over Gurley. So, I'm okay with putting Gurley as the third back there strictly because – you know, averaging two catches a game or even, like, two targets a game. Right, that's In not, a PPR league, it's not, not open much. Yeah, right. he's good enough to, you know, overcome that. Like, yes. he'll still get his yards, definitely with that offense around him and his touchdowns. So well, yes, he, I mean, the same thing with AP when he was young, too. He he did it all on the ground for the most part. He didn't catch many passes at all. Still does, really. Yeah. So, I'm okay with taking a lot. I'm okay with Gurley being the third back, even though I love Gurley to death. Mm. But in a PPR league, I'm okay with those running backs going ahead of him. Then I went Alshon, then I went Gronk, then I went Devontae Parker at 16. Now, at 17, pick 2-5 is where Todd Gurley went. Hmm. A little surprising. Yeah, I would have I would have thought he would have gone before, you know, like Alshon Jeffrey, for example, or, you know, he would be up there, and especially Devontae, uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah, and at Dynasty Brett, who, t- who took him, he even wrote, he said, you know, 99.9% of the time, I'm going receiver here. Mm-hmm. I want to build around youth, but t- Todd Gurley's too good to pass yeah, up. Yeah, if he's staring you at the, in the face of the second round, you got to take him. And I'm the same way. I mean, I'm the same. Like, I don't, no matter how good the running back is there, so even if I was at where Le'Veon Bell was at 13, right, I would have taken Gronk just because I would have wanted Gronk over, over Le'Veon Bell. And that's just me because I want to build around receivers, not running backs. Because I know I can get good running backs later, which I kind of did, I feel like. I, I'm okay with where I got my running backs. I'm mm. really okay with that okay. compared to where these running backs went. Um, I'm trying to think of any more shockers. Or Kevin White went 18th. Wow. That's... Yeah, Kevin White went ahead of Demarius Thomas, Brandon Cooks. That, I mean, I'm, I'm still high on Kevin White, but that seems a little... Um early for a startup where he hasn't done anything yet yeah i feel man like definitely in this draft it shows too like a lot of people are like a lot of people put their eggs in the basket of potential right potential and i think somebody even wrote me in a private message when we were talking like i love my team and they're like oh well, you got ap's older i'm like dude hashtag two to three year window ap's a freak i mean if i get two more years out of him as a top three running back like i'm good right you know what i mean and that gives you time to find a replacement. Yeah, and like you're sitting here banking on a guy who you're hoping that's good in two years. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, again, you're thinking, everybody's like, oh, we'll see where you're at in three years. It's like, I wrote in there, like, well, the guy who's going to be happiest at the end of the year. And you're like, well, who's that going to be? I'm like, the guy holding the championship. Right. They're like, well, we'll see who really drafted a good team in three years. And I wrote, and I'm like, listen, man, I'm like, I've drafted a team to win now and down the road. Right. If if that's what you're basing it on, who drafted a good team in, in three years, the you're, guy you're the, the, you're the loser. The already. one guy that drafted a good a good team that could play is is sitting there with three trophies, and everyone else is sitting there, you know, empty handed and and with quote unquote good teams. But I mean, the guy that the guy that drafts for now and the future is in the meanwhile winning games and winning championships. So that I mean, I'm all for the 
the the the nice mixture you know that that's that's kind of how i put we preach it all the time like if you go to like when you listen to us like you listen to uth because they like to blow everything up for rookies that's what they like to do so if you like that strategy you love uth like we're like the complete opposite end of uth like we disagree with like they're a great website but what they do like it's good to have everybody's viewpoint but that's what they like to do like to like rebuild trade everybody when they get good and build around draft picks we like to have a good mix of old players and young players to have a solid rotation going through and try to win every year. Yeah. And we still, we preach all the time that we think it's a really bad idea to try to plan ahead and build a team to be good in three years because it's so hard to do. You're going to fail more times than you're going to succeed. And I think drastic, I think it would be drastic. I think three out of four teams would fail with that outlook. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, is Kevin White a bad pick? No, he's got really good potential. But still potential. We're talking about a guy out of West Virginia that did it one year in West Virginia. I agree. I mean, I, I love his upside, and I would go as far as to trade, you know, a first-round pick this year for him if somebody was down on him and willing to do that. I'm, I'm, I like him that much, but in a startup draft, you have to have a different strategy, man, in my eyes. I, I can't – I'm staying away from people like that on yes, purpose. me too. Like, I'm if, – if it's a rookie that's – like a lo, lo, uh, Leontay Carew, for for example, like I'm staying away from that. That dude's not going to be around, you know. Like he's he's not going to help my team right now. Oh, we'll get the Le- Leontay Carew too because where he went was I, pretty crazy. I love his upside. I like him as a player a lot. I, I unfortunately don't like where he landed at all, and don't think he's going to be a difference maker for probably years. three or four years at least. And Kevin White <clears throat> again, we love. He was a top tier rookie pick. He was a top three mm-hmm. rookie pick. Mm-hmm. And again. Upsides through the roof. I just feel like, so this was, you know, Kyle's second pick. This was the 18th pick in the whole league. I just feel like, why gamble there? You it's, know what I mean? Like, it's, it doesn't make sense to gamble there when you can get Brandon Cooks. It's too, yeah, that's too much on Demarius Thomas. And if you say, early in the draft. well, this guy has a higher ceiling, again, almost to DeAndre Hopkins' Antonio Brown standpoint. Like, the differential was like, you know, over the, the long run of the year, Antonio Brown scored. 50 more points than DeAndre Hopkins. To me, you, can't, you still can't compare those two things because there's a ton of information on, on DeAndre Hopkins. There's nothing on Kevin White. No, no, no. I know, but what okay. I'm saying here, no, I'm trying to, I'm, let, me, let me finish. Go ahead, that finish. Point. Sorry, I cut you off. So Antonio Brown's the, the better, had a better fantasy year. Right. Now, over the year, he scored three more points on average a game. And three points is a lot. Don't believe you lose by three, but it's nothing crazy. You know what I mean? So the fact that you're taking Kevin White over Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. who was almost a wide receiver one, he was a high-end wide receiver two last year, still super young, still a blazer. So even if he is better than Brandon Cooks, like how much is the differential? And is it, like, is it worth that gamble? Obviously, Kyle thought it was. I mean, yeah, obviously he did. And that's fine, because if it pays off, you look really smart. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, it's like, shit, man, I just wasted you know, a high startup. And these startup picks are extremely... Oh yeah. oh yeah especially i mean that was a second round pick man that's i i mean i'm i'm better i i'm okay with a gamble in like the fourth round or something like that and of a startup but the like a pretty high second round pick right yeah very high i mean yeah. you're talking guys that, i mean that's just a little bit too much for me he's going i mean that's he's going over like established established players right but again some people like to t- take the risk and that's fine i i mean it's fine if that's how you go about it for a startup draft it's not me I like to take those risks in the rookie drafts. And that's what, like I said, building a startup, I like to build a really good foundation. Right. Did I read my team off already, the audience? No, no. no. Yeah, so I like no. to build a really good foundation 
and then take risk later. And then you can win and take risk in the rookie draft if you need to on high upside. Right, right. And, and use that good team that you build early to let those players develop. Instead of having this young team that's already trying to develop, and then next year go into a rookie draft and you're waiting for these to develop and these rookies to develop. And then it's like, if it doesn't pan out, which most of the time it doesn't, like we said, you're constantly playing catch up. Right. Constantly. So th- to me, the, the, that was a little high because I would have taken Demarius over him. I would have taken Brandon Cooks. But again, it's just, that's you and I. So I don't want to drag on with like the whole draft here right, in right. Uh, Babylon. So my team, for example, I built on my core is DeAndre Hopkins. I took Jarvis Landry in the second. Uh, again, a PPR monster. Maybe some of those production have come down, but I feel like he's a really safe pick there in oh, the PPR yeah. league. I like really young there. Yeah. Uh, in the third round, some this is where I got a little crazy, but you know how I feel about the tight ends, right? I do. I and do. I always want to have one of the league tight ends. It's just some people are like, oh, there's more tight ends this year. I still want one of the top ones. So I took Jordan Reed. As I say, Gronk's gone, right? Gronk's gone. At this point, who else? Anyone else? No, that's it. Jordan Reed. So Reeves. I have my pick. Okay. And with, you know, with the Eifert injury, just right now, and is he injury prone? He's probably more injury prone now, I guess, because he's hurt again. But not only that, too, is like Jordan Reed just signed that extension. Jordan Reed's more of a pass catching tight end where Eifert scored more of his things on touchdowns. I could flip flop him. So I took Jordan Reed in the third. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could get on board with that. Traded up in the fourth, and I got Jordan, uh, Andrew Luck. Okay. So. So. One, two, three, and then fourth round, you got Andrew Luck. Yes. Okay. So I took Andrew Luck in the fourth. And now I didn't take Andrew Luck with my with the pick I traded for, but I wouldn't have taken a guy I took I had two picks in the fourth round. I gave up a 17 first, a ninth round pick, and my 17 third for the fourth round pick, the fourth overall pick, or not the fourth round pick, but the fourth round pick, and two 2017 seconds which I expect to be high picks, to be honest with you, at this point. Okay, so you gave up a 2017 first and third and got a 2017, two, two 2017 seconds? Yes. And this fourth-round pick? And this fourth-round pick. Okay. Which put me in position to draft Andrew Luck. Now, I, had, I, drafted, I drafted Andrew Luck with 4-5, but I traded for pick 411. Okay, so four or five was your pick, and then four eleven was it's the pick I traded for. Was the pick you traded? So I for. took luck with my pick, but now I wouldn't have taken luck if I didn't make that trade for four eleven. Okay, so what did you get at four eleven? I traded back for an extra twelfth, oh. five nine. Okay, at four eleven. So was, what did you you traded into that spot and then traded back? Yes. Okay. All right. So I picked up an extra player, which gotcha. was, was going to be about pick one thirty. So I can get like a, just for example, somebody that's going to be there is like a Matt Ryan. Okay. Around there. ADP wise. Right. But I wouldn't take it. I went off my strategy. Hey, I'm getting the number one quarterback off the board here. So right, I right. basically gave up a 17 first and pick number, like a player number like 95, right? For a 2017 third for Andrew Luck. Two 17 seconds, which I don't know where they're going to be, but I feel good about them. And I'm going to pick 120. So I feel like I came out pretty well there. Okay. It's a, um, it's a little bit confusing to try to follow, but I get you. So, and then the player I was actually considering at 4'11", I was like, man, I think I can get this guy at 5'9", where I traded back to. Okay. And, so, and have and you did. picked that? Have Is you that, picked that 5'? Yes. yes. Yeah. So I have Andrew Luck now, uh-huh. DeAndre Hopkins, Jarvis Landry, and Jordan Reed. I get to 5'9", it gives me back-to-pack picks because I traded down from 4'11". Okay. I was going to take Doug Martin or Adrian Peterson there. Okay. And I... 
So at back-to-back picks, they were still there. I took Doug Martin and Adrian Peterson. Hey, man, go for it, right? At yes. that point, you got so, back-to-back picks. I, I so like my it. roster is Andrew Luck, Doug Martin, Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Hopkins, Jarvis Landry, and Jordan Reed. Yeah, that's a solid start, man. That's a really that's a that's the kind of thing I like because I you're getting a mix for me at least. You're getting a mix of guys that are are both seasoned and have some upside. Yeah, and, and I'm young. I'm like really it. young at everywhere. Quarterback, receivers, right. tight end. Right. Really young. Adrian Peterson, 31, but he's a freak of nature. Yeah. I think I easily get two more years out of him. You can get two more years out of him and probably Doug Martin at, at yeah. each. Yeah. And Doug so. Martin's 27, and I'm two two years out of him possibly, right. maybe more. And anything over that's upside i mean we we do often preach that doug martin is like a headache to own and he's he's one of those guys that's going to be up and down but and tampa bay's offense is on the rise he just signed an extension so he's got some guaranteed money so he's gonna get carries worst case scenario down the road i could trade him yeah and and plus i mean in your league you did say there's only one running back that you start per that you have to start per week exactly so so know, he's good in that'll terms. obviously be ap and then he'll be either in a flex or oh, he'll, on, he'll, he'll be in the flex sitting on a, i mean depends on the, the the weekly matchups you yeah. never know and i got some good strategy going forward i won't explain right. that because we the draft is still going on still ongoing of course so i'm very happy with my team so far yeah it's a, it's a great team so far so so far so good all right well let's talk about some rookie tight ends shall we let's do no, it man enough about me mm-hmm. <laughs> love to talk about my fan te- fantasy teams anytime i get an opportunity uh, yeah you do and how well i'm doing <laughs> So, we're going to talk tight ends, and before we get into that, let's talk about tight end that just got hurt, Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert, yeah, man. Ankle surgery. So, I mean, I guess it, the original injury happened in the Pro Bowl last year, and yeah. it was kind of lingering and lingering and lingering and not really getting better, so um, he opted to have the off-season surgery kind of early in the off-season <laughs> in hopes that, uh, or I guess late in the off-season, depending on how you're looking at it. I mean, it's, that's, it's that's, late. that's late when you consider he, he, he got it at the Pro Bowl. And, you know, if he would have just taken care of it then, he, he wouldn't be in Yeah, he's, any well, he thought it was just like a twisted time. ankle. Right, right. Get a second opinion. Right, absolutely. Don't let your mom tell you you have a boo-boo and put ice on it. Yeah. Go see a doctor. You're a millionaire. <laughs> so now, now it's sounding like he's going to for sure miss all the preseason and possibly some of the regular season games. Which is terrible for me in September Madness because I took Tyler Eifert in both September Madness leagues. I believe I have him in at least one. I th- it might be two. <laughs> it might be two for me as well. I hope, I hope the rest of my team can carry me past week one and two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that stinks. So we might be early outs because of Tyler Eifert. Oh, I Jerk. Um, Bastard. I know. I think in one league I have a Witten offset him, so that might help. You know, what's, other league you know I, what's really weird? I don't like, have a good guy. I, I, I for sure have him in one league because, like, really, really late in the draft, this was before I knew anything about the injury, I was like, man, should I just draft Tyler Croft because he's just sitting there? I was like, it would be good insurance. I'm like, nah, I'm not wasting a spot on Tyler Croft. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> that would be terrible. And I totally should have. Yeah, or or, or you just offset it with another tight end. Yeah, right. I know I, that's what I ended up doing, but um, I I can't remember who I ended up getting. It's it's not good though. For but us. but Tyler Croft is the guy you um if he's out there on waivers or whatever um he was a rookie last year and he filled in really well for Eifert when he was injured, so he's a guy that I would. I would definitely pick up if he's not if he wasn't drafted by somebody last year. And if you would be really weird if he wasn't drafted. Yeah, it would be. He was like a third round pick or something. But you probably get him for pretty cheap right now because again, I like Tyler Croft too. We talked. I think we talked about him last year. From oh, when yeah. we saw him, he played Absolutely. pretty well. He was yeah. I drafted him. I I really liked him. And even if 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 Eifer comes out and you know he misses all the preseason, he's gonna be a little rusty for week one anyway. So I'm not really optimistic about seeing him week one. So I'm hoping I can overcome that and get by week one right. September Madness mm-hmm. and hopefully get like 
last without him until week three. But we should get something, see something on Tyler Croft. As we mentioned earlier about A.J. Green, he's going to be target machine. There's not tons no, of no, targets to go around for anybody else. I and mean, we have Tyler Boyd, who may or may not start on the outside of him. Right. But there's not a lot of talent there. And Can we talk for a second how many Tylers they have on this offense? Tyler well, Eifert, Tyler Croft, Tyler Boyd. That's a little weird. It is a lot. That's, I didn't even realize that until yeah. you said that. Well, it's a lot of Tylers going around. For, so they for have, a not-so-popular name. They have Brandon LaFell, too. Okay. And Brandon LaFell might start at a Tyler Boyd. I mean, who I knows? Yeah, Brandon LaFell is kind of one of those. He's like an enigma to me. He's he's, he's a good wide receiver three. He's have. he's all right, but he seems distinct at the same time. So I don't I don't understand yeah. him. I don't want anything to do with. I don't Brandon want anything LaFell. to do with him for fantasy. That's for sure. No, not um, at, for any means. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we might get a good look at Tyler Croft. So the time to buy on the cheap would be now. I mean, because worst case, like, since they don't have so many weapons anyways, they could run two tight end sets there. I, I agree that you could, you know, you could be like, hey, man, you could go to, you could approach the owner and be like, listen, Tyler Croft is just going to ride on your bench for like the next four years. I'll give you a third round pick or something for him now. And, and you can maybe cash him in on, uh, on something else. A 2016 third round pick? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, something like that. That's fair. I, it's not it's like, like a later third. Yeah. And then you, then you have backup insurance for Eifert if he ever goes down again. Yeah, because I mean, I think he's a he's a really he's a pretty decent fill-in. He's a viable option, absolutely, and with to, potential it, to be a well. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, if they go if they if they, they, if, if they, they operate a option on Eifert, yeah. am I correct? Uh, I don't. Eh. So maybe he walks. Right. Tyler Croft shows well. Right, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Picking up when I'm laying down. Um, sure. A little Tyler action. A little Tyler, hey, Tyler for Tyler. Uh, Mr. Eifert, I'm sorry. Uh, Coach Lewis is just really confused with all these Tylers going around. And uh, We're going to have to let one of you go. Unfortunately, you're the odd Tyler out. <laughs> Great job in the Pro Bowl, hurting yourself. Uh-huh. But you know what? You're made of glass. He is pretty fragile. You know, Marv likes to throw stones. Uh-huh. We need you to take a walk. Take a Tyler walk. Thanks for coming. We drafted you in the first round. <laughs> Get the hell out. I mean, I don't see that particular scenario unfolding quite like that. But um, <laughs> oh, you mean it's not gonna go down just like that? <laughs> yeah, it might be a little different, Mister uh, Eifert. Um, we just had to go with the, and we're keeping Tyler Croft. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Tyler, no, Tyler Eifert to me is still top three dynasty tight end. He's still too legit to quit. Um, if he would have got hurt in a Pro Bowl, he probably, I probably would have picked him over Jordan Reed. Yeah, I but, agree with all all of that that you just said. You know, since I'm soured about the September Madness, I took Jordan Reed. There you go. I don't blame you, man. So now if you do have Tyler Eifert and you're like, crap, I need another tight end. Nobody's trading me one. I got to get one in this 2016 rookie draft. That's right. Who do I draft? Well, you're in luck. You're in luck. Because today, that's what we're talking about. We're going to talk about him. 31 minutes into the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about rookie tight ends. All right. So we're in agreement. With all top five of these tight ends, um, yes, it, it's uh pretty clear cut. It's it's very clear cut in my eyes. So, so I will say this: let's run down this list. I here. do like the first three a lot. Yeah, so do I. Um, I like them a lot through the process, and then when they found homes, I like them even more. I'm okay with taking any of these three in the second round. Me too. So, if you need a tight end, and you're like, man, I need a tight end. Right. I got Antonio Gates. And Tyler Croft. Right. I need a tight end. <laughs> all right. 
You want to draft one of these guys. Absolutely. Now, if you have Antonio Gates, the best guy to take here is a guy we have as the number one dynasty tight end mm-hmm. rookie in 2016, and that's Hunter Henry. Hunter He's Henry. a Razorback. He's 6'5", 250, weighing a 4'6", 40? Um, I had 4'6", 6 at his pro day. I think it was slightly higher than that at four, the combine. 4'6", 6 pro day. Yep. I, I, uh, he didn't run at the combine. Okay. I don't believe. But he, that would have been the second fastest 40 time at the combine. Yeah. If he would have ran. It was 4'6", 6. 4'6", 6. Four, I, six, couldn't, six. I couldn't read my own scribble, scrabble. That's all right. That's why I do mine in an Excel spreadsheet, because I scribble, scrabble as well. Well, you like those computers. I like mm-hmm. to write everything down in ink, because mm-hmm. I'm not a computer guy. Mm-hmm. I'm computer idiotic. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is a guy that basically lined up um, on the line a lot and in the slot. He basically was all over the place in their offense. He, to the Chargers, let's mention. He went to the Chargers, yeah, but in, I'm talking his college tape here. Yes. He's, he's a guy that um, he was a very willing blocker. He wasn't necessarily um, a guy that's going to blow people up or anything like that. But he can participate. But he can participate. He He'll gets chip in, you out there. He gets in front of people at least, uh-huh. and you know, um, hey, it's six five, two fifty. You can get in front of some people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he, I mean, he runs nice routes. He has really nice soft hands to make the catch, um, basically all over the place. So drafted he, pretty high. Absolutely, second second round, fourth pick, man. Correct. So this is a, obviously this was something that the Chargers they just lost Ladarius Green in the off season, and Antonio Gates basically came out and said without saying that this is his last year so this will be it yeah well once you start getting gray hair it's kind of you know yeah he basically just didn't on the wall he basically just didn't want to go out like that last year like last year so you you know he's coming back this year and he's still good but yeah he's going to an offense that needs that likes to utilize the tight end absolutely i mean every team really likes to they want to utilize the tight end it's just about finding the right tight end to utilize it's an up-and-coming position right some quarterbacks though look for him more often and and philip rivers is one of those guys yes and you're talking about hunter henry the 2015 john mackey award Mm -hmm. winner okay Mm -hmm. he was the nation's top tight end how many drops he had in 2015 i don't zero point Zero. That's an amazing stat, man. He's only had two drops the last two years. Of his 116 career catches, 93 of those resulted in a first down or a touchdown. Hey, man, the dude is solid. Learn that from Dane Brugler. Wow, look at you. Yeah. Drop. 116 career catches, 93 resulted in a first down or a touchdown. Hey, the man, guy man. is a chain mover. That's producing right there. He's a producer. That, that's the kind of stuff that keeps you on the field, man. I mean, that reminds me of like a, almost like a, a Jason Witten type of guy. Like, he'll definitely catch a bunch of balls and, and important catches, too, man. Touchdowns and first downs and stuff like that. That's basically how Jason Witten, you know, made and a career. And a good offense. A Hall of Fame career, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, I mean, you got Keen Allen, who's a target machine. He's been hurt the last couple of years, so he may go down. Mm-hmm. You got the rabbit and Travis Benjamin, uh, who they signed to a nice contract. Again, he's a speedster mm-hmm. as well. So you need another guy that can go over the middle and a big target, possibly red zone target, and that's Hunter Henry. Absolutely. Um, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be surprised to see him sprinkled in offense right away. As well, because as we've seen, San Diego does like to run two tight end sets. They're going to run some two tight end set stuff for sure. Um, and plus, I think both him and Antonio Gates can be moved all around the formation too, so and they can use them in a variety of ways. And I've said multiple times, I tweet on my rankings, like, hey, I have no problem. Like, at the end of the first round, if you need a tight end, take in Hunter Henry. Right. And people are like, ooh, every, everywhere else I go, every other dynasty site, everything I read, Henry's ranked right in the middle of the second round later than that. To me, it's kind of like, I think in, in our in our mock drafts that we were doing earlier in the year, I I think I picked. Where did I get him? Oh, I did get him in in the 
about the fourth pick in the second round, and I told you then, I said, I, I guarantee he's going to be moving up after the draft. He's and not, though. I can't believe it, but I, I, I personally have got him moving up. I mean, I think we're the only dynasty yeah. site out there that is on a Hunter Henry bandwagon to be drafted where he is. Again, I'd take him ahead of a Will Fuller. Oh, heck yeah. I'd rather have him than I'd understand. I'd, I'd take, again, I understand taking Derrick Henry ahead of him. I do. But again, I, okay, I, but, I, I mean, don't. <laughs> but Hunter Henry is somebody that, like, if he could turn into a top five dynasty tight end, yeah, it's it was, such a valuable position. It's such a valuable position. I mean, some of these old, like, again, guys it, like Delaney Walker and Jason Wynn, you know, they're not going to be. And people are like, well, the tight end position's kind of growing right now because you got Kobe Fleener in New Orleans, you got uh, Delaney Walker, you have. Other, right, other guys. right, right. No, you know, Ladarius Green in Pittsburgh, but still, nobody's for sure. No, those are all guys that moved in the offseason and haven't done anything for the current teams. And I they're mean, all about like well, 750, 850 yard kind of tight end receivers, right. which is really good for a tight end. That's oh, like yeah. you to be like wide receiver, like or tight end number like four, number five, right? But when I talk about tight end difference makers, I'm talking about Jordan Reed, Rob Gronkowski, and guys like. Uh, Tyler Eifert. Right. You know, Delaney Walker had a good year, but I'm never going to jump on the Delaney Walker bandwagon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lost my ticket to that train. I, I could see him, him drastically losing a lot of targets this year. So if your receiver, if your tight end can get over 1,000 yards, which is really rare to do. Or like right around like 900 yards, like nine, between 900 and 1,100 yards, like that's ridiculous. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think Hunter Henry could do that. I, I, I'm with you on that. I think all three of these guys have potential to do that. Well, Hunter Henry, definitely the clear-cut number one here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, the, the, but these other guys, if they surpassed them, it wouldn't, it wouldn't blow me away. Okay. Let's move on to our number two guy. Number two. Shall we? Number Absolutely. two. Picked in the third round, 18th pick, Austin Hooper to the Atlanta Falcons. 6'4", 254, as in 254 pounds. 254 pounds. <laughs> and runs a 4'6", and he ran a four seven one. As I was gonna say, I think I had four seven two, but uh, you know maybe those other numbers came from the pro day that I missed. Okay. Um, <clears throat> went to the so, Falcons. So yeah, went to the Falcons. Who, who obviously love to use the tight end. They, I mean, they ever since um, Gonzalez retired, they've really been looking for that guy to fill the void um, in the middle of the field. So that I mean, without Roddy White there, who was kind of the kind of a possession guy for the for a while there and he, and he kind of fell off last year obviously but um they're looking for somebody to fill that underneath role um with um oh god i just had a brain fart julio with julio thank you how do you forget julio because I, I i could He's picture his face but i could not think of, i couldn't pull that name for some reason Julio's so good and this guy this guy is a guy that i mean he lined up all over the field out wide a lot all over um, the field. He can high point the ball like crazy, making contested catches. Yep. I mean, he's just like a uh, he's a heck of an athlete for the size that he is, man. So he he's just a guy that's going to be he's like a a very catch first tight end. Really like Austin Hooper. Very, 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 very. And when very, I say Atlanta likes to use the tight end, Jacob Tammy, who's his number one competition, was second last year in Atlanta in receiving yards. Jacob Tanny. Tammy was second to Julio Jones in Atlanta. I mean, that, how much did he have? Like 500 yards, though? Don't worry about it. He was second, <laughs> he was second in receiving yards. Okay. Which they look to the tight end. They okay? do. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And Matt. not only that, they have Kyle Shanahan there. All right. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan also loves the tight end. Loves. They thrive mm-hmm. under 
Kyle Shanahan. Jordan Cameron had a career-high 17.7 yards per catch in 2014 under Kyle Shanahan. Jordan Reed in 2013 in 45 uh, in nine games had 45 catches, all right, in nine games. And Fred Davis had some good success there, too, with sure Mike did. Shanahan. Yep. Owen Daniels with the Texans when Shanahan was there, 70 catches, 862 yards. Right around that 900-yard right. mark we were talking about. So yep. Cooper's coming in. You know, they drafted him in the third round. Pretty good draft slot there. Absolutely. Complete, competing with Jacob, Jacob Tammy, who mm-hmm. is what he is, and they have Levine Toyolo. Yeah, who okay. has proven to be pretty much nothing. Yes. And like you said, dude, he has excellent hands. Not afraid to go over the middle. Oh, no. Lined mm-hmm. up all over the field. He'll catch the ball in traffic. And he'll go get the ball. Yeah. Really like Austin Hooper. Yep, me too, man. So, again, in the second round, go a high ceiling receiver guy that you can get good value back out of. You know what I mean? I mean, even like Leontay Crew. Like, I like Leontay Crew. I do. I just think it's a really bad spot for him. It is a very bad spot for his, for his value. Yeah. And for anybody that says, well, Leontay Crew is going to, you know, what if Devontae Parker doesn't pan out and Jarvis Landry? I think there's a better chance that they pan out than they don't pan out. I agree with that. Man, Leontay Crew, too, but. Come on, man. I think there's a better chance that Jordan Cameron takes more catches than Leontay Carew. I could, yes, I could see that. So, again, Austin Hooper. Number two. Jump on it. Jump on it. Grab him. Mm-hmm. Second round of your rookie draft. If you don't know who to take, take a tight end. Take the hoopster. Thanks. Think, thanks us later. Uh-huh. Sounded like Yoda or something. Like <laughs> thanks me. Uh, next guy on the list. Consensus. Consensus between the two of us. He's a fighter. Oh, yes, he is. On and off the field. Uh, that's right. He'll smack, a, he'll smack a guy. Yeah, he will. Talk about his girl. He will beat a guy down. He will beat you down, and then when the police come, he will evade you. <laughs> Allegedly. Alleg- Reportedly. Well, I mean, he's charged with it. Yeah. Assault and evading. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. From the big, the big school of Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. Six foot six. Mm-hmm. Wait, who was the guy? The other, the country guy that we. Wait, who was it? I don't know. What oh, Jim Bob about. Cooter. Oh, Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob <laughs> Cooter. Damn, Jim Cobb Cooter is good too, isn't he? I love me the Cooter. Damn, I wish the Lions would have drafted Tyler Higby from Western <laughs> Kentucky. Go along with Jim Bob Cooter, they would have mm-hmm. made a hell of an offense. Mm-hmm. But instead, Tyler Higby from Western Kentucky, six six, two forty nine, ran a four seven seven. Mm-hmm. You're picking me up. I'm picking up what you're dropping, man. All right, so we Very have Tyler. He goes to the Rams. Love him with the Rams. So yeah, I mean the Rams basically they got Goff in the with the first pick, and then this was their next pick. Am I, am I right, Tyler Higby? Because uh, they didn't have a second, round? they didn't have a second or a third round pick. So they the, took Tyler the Higby. Mm-hmm. Surprise! Surrounding this guy with weapons because his weapons is what they do not oh, have. Absolutely. They also added Mike Thomas from Southern Miss. They went small school talent here. Absolutely. I like it because I like Mike Thomas. We're so, down on yeah, him. So do I. Don't care if he's a seventh round pick. Yeah, it's a great landing spot. Yeah, man. still a big fan. Oh yeah. Tyler Higby went three rounds higher than Mike Thomas. Yep. They like him. Like you said, they took him right off the board here. Okay. This is a guy that was a wide receiver pretty much when yep. he first signed on in mm-hmm. 2011. Signed on as a wide receiver in 2011, left in 2015 as a first team all conference USA. Led the, he led the nation tied with eight touchdowns. Yeah. He lined up on the line mostly, but he did find some spot, some time in the, the backfield and in the slot. He's another guy that can snatch the ball out of the air, like kind of go up and get it. Excellent hands. Man. Yeah. I mean, Great he, hands. He's actually not a bad blocker either. No, he's, he's not a bad blocker at all. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, I hit, he's a decent blocker. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he's a guy that's going to fight actually for like extra yards and stuff like that. He's not an easy guy to take down. Um, when he does get catches over the, over the, you know, down the field some it, it takes sometimes two or three guys jumping on him to get him down one of my biggest notes i i wrote down from watching tape on him is mm. the dude can break tackles yeah yeah he's a hell of an athlete he he's strong is. down below and yeah you weren't i mean you were joking about him fighting on and off the field but he really is one of those very feisty and, and tough to take down guys yeah the only the joke field. part of that was off the field yeah exactly. i was dead out <laughs> about the, on the yeah field. absolutely i mean the dude one of my favorite things I wrote down about him was like when I watched him, I was like, wow, this dude really breaks tackles. Right. I mean, he, he, I liked what I saw. And he used to be a wide receiver, so he could run routes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is also fantastic, right? Absolutely. To me, he has some of the highest ceiling in here. I agree. Of all these tight ends. I, I, he, I, he has the highest ceiling yep. in my eyes. Mm-hmm. The knock on him is he was only a one year starter at tight end. All right. So his, he has limited production. So we're going back and watching tape. I didn't have a lot of tape to watch. It was right. just the one year of tape. Right. Hell, Kevin White only had one year of tape. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we took this guy top. I mean, he's going second round in startup drafts, right? right? <laughs> so. Well, yeah, yes. <laughs> just justified or not, he is. Yes. So again, I mean, limited production because in 2011 he came in as receiver, didn't switch over to tight end, and didn't start till his senior year. Mm-hmm. So again, not a lot to watch. But for when I did watch, I like you. I like you mm-hmm. a lot. Western Kentucky to the Rams. They need weapons. If him and Goff can develop a nice report early, mm-hmm. look out. Watch out. Because Goff is fantastic. I agree. I'm a big fan of his. Me too, man. The QBs, I mean, we're not going to really get into today. No, I'm probably not going to have time for it. But we'll talk about them. Yeah, yeah. Take these other guys first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tyler Bigby, Higby, we both like him. Highest ceiling. Uh-huh. If you took, I mean, between him and Hooper, it's really, to me, it's a coin flip. I agree. I agree. I feel I, like Hooper's a safer bet. He's just going to a better offense with better talent around him. That's why I have him above. And plus, I mean, he, he went a whole full round. Not that it matters, but he went a full round before Higby as well. In three years from now, I could easily see Tyler Higby being a top three dynasty tight end. I mean, I can see that. He's got a ton of upside, man. I, I like him. I'm a fan as well. Yeah, I like him a lot. Moving on. All right, so our, the next couple guys, uh, I guess... Kind of, Are, they're not really the locks that we see as the you know the other three guys that we already mentioned. Later round rookie. Who said these other guys taking the second round? Yeah. These guys. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait a little bit. Take them where you can get them. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they're they're worth a gamble. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. These two, next two guys are close, but we came to consensus at number four overall. Seth DeValve from Princeton. From Princeton. Um, Drafted by our own Cleveland Browns. The best football team in the world. No. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. So hopefully the analytics guys have it right here. He's not a guy that um, has a lot of tape out there to watch, but he was picked in the fourth round there, and he's got a ton of athletic ability. He was drafted high. Yeah. In the fourth round, and he's very athletic. And same thing, he started as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He played He played all over the place right. at Princeton. Do you know right. he's the highest drafted Princeton player ever? There's not a lot of guys that get drafted out of Princeton, man. <laughs> they get drafted by, like, NASA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Supreme exactly. Court. Yeah. Hi, this is uh, Neil Armstrong calling. <laughs> we just selected you with the first overall NASA pick. I mean, I think Ross Tucker went to Princeton, and he was, like, undrafted, and it was, like, amazing that he made it to the NFL even. And I, now look at him. He's got his own successful podcast. He sure does. Silva. Yeah, absolutely. Evan Silva. Did you see that trade Evan Silva made? Dynasty I, trade? I did not. Oh. 
I thought it was terrible. I don't really look at his stuff, to be honest. Uh, yeah, Mike. Mike. I, okay, never. I don't even talk. Well, I'll tell you off the show. Okay. What Mike said about All it. All right. All right. He wasn't happy about it. <laughs> but uh, so Seth the Val again. Not a lot of tape on him. No. They drafted in the fourth round. Gary Barnes getting up there. He's on a three-year deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's the not... valve is going to have to develop. So when you draft him. He's going to be riding your pine for probably two years. Three he's going to need a couple of years. Yeah. But you got to ride him out. Absolutely. Tight, end, you... tight ends take a while. But this is a guy that has enough athletic upside, I think, that he's worth a gamble. And the receiving field in Cleveland's wide open. Absolutely. I mean. That, that much we know. I mean, they cut everybody else. I mean, right now, in the dynasty league, I know we didn't talk about some of the later receivers. But and you can get away with drafting Jordan Payne and uh, Rashard Higgins. And they're both probably going to play this year I with Corey agree. Coleman. Yeah, yeah. So, again, those are later-round guys that you can probably get good value out of. Yeah. Both really good receivers out of their school, too. Jordan, you, I think Jordan Payne's like the all-time leader at UCLA. Yes, he is. So, Seth DeValve. Seth DeValve. Seth not DeValve. a lot to really dig on him because, again, there's not a lot of tape. No, there's not. I mean, but it's, drafted it's, high. it's going off potential, basically, on this guy and, and, and numbers. Now, but, the next guy we have on our list is Jarrell Adams, right drafted on. by the Giants. Yep. Ran a 4.64. He was the guy that, that blew up the combine as far as numbers. Hell of a combine. Mm-hmm. Super fast. Right. A 4.64 for a guy at 6.5 and 247. Mm-hmm. That's Speedy Gonzalez. All right. Andale, andale. Reba, Reba. Reba. He's a great blocker. Mm-hmm. All right. He's above average speed for a tight end. Really good body control. He, too, can break tackles. He broke 10 tackles on 28 catches. Yeah, man, it's really good. But unfortunately, only 28 catches. You know, it's a very limited, uh, you know, sample size, I guess. Very limited. Mm-hmm. They didn't throw the ball very, very much to him. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, he only had 33 catchable balls. Look you asking what happened to those other five balls? Right. He dropped them. He dropped them. Right. Which is not good as that well. That is not a good percentage. The one thing I do like is the Giants have a really good tight ends coach, and they always seem to get the most out of any tight end that they bring in there. So he could not have landed in a in a better spot as far as you know developing tight ends. So and again, not I mean, good. after OBJ, you have Sterling Shepard, who we like, right? Still not convinced Victor Cruz is coming back. Me that you have nobody. That's it. That's it, man. Will, so you will need, tie. Will yeah. tie right now yeah. is locked in. So you need Jarrell Adams to stand up. Now the big thing for me that drives me crazy, and this goes with anybody, is people that don't catch footballs with their hands. Yes, mm-hmm. Jarrell Adams is real big. He's really fast, and he's he good doesn't at, have great hands. He's good at catching balls against his chest and bouncing off. Yes, so I mean, if he's gonna catch balls in traffic, forget about it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It's not ideal. Lots um, of body catches. Yeah. So not only does he have limited production, but he has again, he dropped five of thirty-three catchable balls. Drops are a concern for me. You're right. The upside. What puts him here is his athleticism and the upside and the coaching around him. The, I mean. They've done more with undrafted guys. And, and this guy's, I mean, it's, he's not an early pick. He's a sixth-round pick, but look what they've been working with, you know. I mean, Larry Donnell was undrafted. And he looked great for and a he looked there. great. He was rising up the dynasty ranks. Right. Where's Larry now? Well, he injured his neck. Well, he washed my car last week. No, he's still on the team. No, he washed my car. No, he's still he's on the team. He's wearing a neck brace. <laughs> he had a name tag on and said Larry D. And, Will, I mean, Will Ty, was that guy drafted? <laughs> yeah, it beats me. I don't know. I, I, what do I came out of, he came score? out of nowhere. But anyway, sixth round pick for Jarrell Adams isn't it's not out of the realm of possibility that he'll be a factor. We'll put it that way. Great upside. Mm-hmm. He's gotta learn how to catch the ball better. The guy will get open. Right. But will he catch the ball? Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth a good gamble. He's somebody that I liked going into the draft, 
as upside, he landed in a great spot. So two thumbs up for Jarrell. That's only one thumb. Well, I'm holding a microphone in my other hand. <laughs> you, you can give me two thumbs. You got the microphone stand over there. There's you got two. The, the microphone Fancy arm. pants. Yeah, you look all professional. That's right. I had one of those once. Yes, you did. I gave it to you. <laughs> I know there's a guy you want to talk about. Um, yeah, so there was kind of an honorable mention type of guy that I, I just wanted to throw in to make sure everyone knew that the person's name. Everybody um, gets a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. I don't know. Um, but Rico Gathers. Um, Rico. He's the guy that was um, a Baylor basketball player. Dropping Bas- dimes, dropping dimes. Yeah, basically until this year. So he's like six foot seven, two 275 pounds. Good Lord, that's a lot of man. Yeah, and he, I believe he cracked off like around a four eight um, in the forty yard dash. But the Cowboys end up drafting him in the sixth round, end of the sixth round, sixth sixth round, forty second pick, I think. Um, and he's a, he's a guy that's obviously just going to develop, and he, he uh, to me, he has the perfect guy sitting there ahead of him to kind of learn from, um, with Jason Witten there ahead of him. Yeah, and Jason Witten's a little long in the tooth as well. So, yeah, obviously Witten's winding down his career. Gathers is kind of a guy that's going to be um, learning as he goes. He hasn't played football since high school. Um, so it's going to be a big-time adjustment, but he is just a freak athlete. And at that size, it's not going to take all that much as long as the guy can catch, which I'm guessing with his basketball background, that's going to be probably the least of his worries. Uh-huh. Um, you got Jason Wynn there. I mean, talk about mm-hmm. a great mentor. Right, uh, right. You have the number one dynasty running back in some people's eyes, mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. eyes. Right. And you have a top tier Des Bryant as well. Right. But I feel, again, it's amazing how one bad year will kind of like drop your dynasty. Again, we we're talking about A.J. Green. You could throw Des Bryant in that category as yeah, well. I, He's the number one overall dynasty player, what, like a year ago, a year and a half ago? Yeah, until he broke his some foot. People. Yeah. Now look at him. Yeah. Back to the end of the first round. Back of the line, Dez. Hey, man. Still love Dez. NFL, not for long. But yeah, oh yeah, I still love him. But so Rico Gathers. Rico Gathers is a guy that I, I would I would take a shot on. And, and you can get him in the fifth round of your rookie draft. Yeah, right? late. He'll go undrafted by everywhere. He'll go undrafted. This but, draft class weak. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually why he might, I, you know, that's why I would take a shot on that guy like this. Yeah. Because that, you know, I would rather take a shot on a Rico Gathers who, who knows, man. His athletic ability, he could be the next Antonio Gates. Yeah, and this in this rookie draft, once you get after like starting in the third round, just go for the glory. Just go mm-hmm. for the high upside. Mm-hmm. Don't pick these guys that don't even have a chance. Right. Such as like Nick Vanette. Right. We did want to mention him. Um we both wanted to basically say that um He was drafted pretty high. He, yeah, don't fall into the trap though. You know, third pick, thirty or third round, thirty second pick. Drafted by Seattle Seahawks from from the Ohio State University, 6'6", 257, ran a four eight nine. Uh huh. Blocks very well. He's a, he's a very good blocker, and that's, that's probably that's why what he does. That's probably why he, they got drafted. You want to know why? Because Seahawks like tight ends that can block. They like tight ends that can because they like to run the ball. They like to run the ball a lot. Uh-huh. And again, you know how many catches uh, Nick Vanette had in college? Um, I'm gonna say about twenty something. Fifty five. Okay. <laughs> He was there for four years. He only that was in three years because he redshirted for a year. Okay. He only had fifty five catches. Right. Caught a touchdown, uh, I think, against Oregon in the okay. national championship yeah. game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean he he don't it. get me wrong, like he can catch the ball if you throw it to him, but you're he's not a good enough athlete, I think, that you're gonna be game planning and for the you know, for him to catch passes every every game. He might catch a pass or two, 
but Maybe it's gonna be it's so. gonna be fluky and it's not gonna be tight on. I mean, he's not gonna be like fantasy fantasy role. Yeah, he's not gonna be a good fantasy no. player. He's one of those people that would succeed in the NFL because yeah, he can block absolutely. and he can catch. Right. He's got really good size. Yep. But he's not something that's gonna help you win a dynasty championship. Please, please don't fall into the Nick Vanette trap. You know what I like to do? What? Win dynasty championships. Uh, jackpot. Okay. Well. Those, that's it, right? Yeah, that man, that's it. That's those are the guys we kind of wanted to mention there. So we uh, talked about the Dynasty Nerd Staff League first couple rounds. My team. Mm-hmm. If I say anything about any of your draft picks that you don't like, I apologize. Nothing personal. Nothing personal. Just at giving all. my opinion. That's what I do in this podcast. Uh, that's it. We'll be back next week, right? We will. And then you go on vacation for a week. Hallelujah! I'm gonna have to get somebody in here to co-host with me. Uh huh. No more of these uh bad shows. Right. So in the meantime, if you have any questions on Twitter and want to talk about anything, whether it be the X-Men Apocalypse, my awesome Dynasty team, or anything else. I still want to see that movie. Hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the website at DynastyNerds.com. Make sure to check out the site. We have free ADP, free rankings, free rookie rankings, and tremendous, tremendous articles. We just brought in a couple new writers, and they're putting on some really good stuff. I know one article is about to post, and it's about... uh, Kind of really supports our ha- your hashtag two to three year window theory. Oh, nice. It's a tremendous article. Look for it. Um, that's there every day on DynastyNerds.com. I'll read it since it supports one of my theories. If you want to support the site, web, uh, the site or webcast or podcast. Or webcast. Or webcast. That'd be you? fun, wouldn't it? If you want to support us, <laughs> the two of us and all the writers, because every time we bring on new writers, guess what? Uh, we got to pay them. We got to pay them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't do this stuff for free. We got to pay the old ones too, and the old ones, <laughs> and the ADP guys. We got to pay for the shirts. We got to pay for the podcast hosting fees. All this stuff costs money. And I want to have another pool party. <laughs> so, if you want to support the website, the best way to do that is buy Dynasty Nerds T-shirts. Absolutely, man. The greatest T-shirt on uh, earth, Tri Blend. So comfy. Guaranteed high fives. Mm-hmm. It's my go-to shirt. My kid gave me a high five the other day because you were wearing your shirt, right? Yep, absolutely. That's a good kid. You're raising them right. That's right. Uh, we also have a donate page on there. I think it's under shop. Josh moved it somewhere. Just ask us. We'll, we'll show you how. Okay. Again, just everything that you uh, help out to the site with goes right back to the site. Nothing, the nothing like making it tricky. I don't know what, he, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> well, we had to add, uh, we added, I think, some IDP content. Oh, okay. There. Or no, auction values. Oh, there you go. Blame Tyler for that one. Okay. Uh, thank you, Tyler. We do have auction values up there, by the way. Yeah, now. thank you, Tyler. So Tyler's up there with his auction values, making it look great. And then, of course, uh, if you want to support us freely, get on iTunes, give us a rating and review. Absolutely. That why? Because it helps the podcast get out there. Yes, it does. Which is, I think, why a lot of people listen, because when they look up Dynasty, we, we're there. Hey. Like, hey look hey, at this. Look, look at this fancy football. Mm-hmm. Do you see the new logo in the studio? The new the studio. Yeah, the studio logo looks awesome. Dude, it looks badass, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah, if you, don't, if you haven't seen it yet, go to uh, Dynasty Nerd's Twitter and just look at some of the pictures. I tweet out a picture from the handle uh, of the new Dynasty Nerd's Fathead in the uh, studio. That thing's huge, too, man. Yeah, I got one big boy. Yeah. Somebody's like, where'd you get that Fathead? Uh-huh. They have him everywhere. And uh, one of our writers wrote, he's like, uh, I, I just searched everywhere on Fathead. I couldn't find it. I'm <laughs> like, I had a custom made, dude. <laughs> and then I was like, promoted so much, Fathead started following us on Twitter. Nice. Yeah, good for them. Heck yeah. Now if you a logo to... like that, you'd be following us, too. Exactly. So that's it for this week, guys. Again, love us because we love you. Now, all right. Yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a very unique sign-off. Yeah, hippie. All right. Hug a tree. I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Good night. <laughs> Good. Ready, set.
Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.